to the Nationals Review. My name is Cole, and I'm not here alone. I'm here with the number two hitter on the Nationals, Charlie Vlegal. <laughs> number two, does that mean you're hitting leadoff? You talk. Are you kidding me? Worth is batting leadoff for my team. Oh, I, that's where I want him. I yeah. want him to lead off. I agree. Right tonight, we're seeing Michael Taylor, and I just I don't get it. Well, you know, the first day he was like, true. He was out. I'm not switching the lineups because I want everybody to remain comfortable where they are. Mm -hmm. And now I guess it's just like, well, we haven't lost much, so I guess I'm going to leave Taylor in. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I think Mark uh, Zuckerman actually wrote an article on like how to get them both started. It makes more sense to have worth that lead off and yes. Taylor at fifth or sixth, which yeah. I agree with. He makes no sense where he's been. I mean, do you feel confident he's going to get on base for you and start the, start it off? Taylor? No. Yeah. No. I, like, spring training stats, everybody got super excited. And it's like, dude, it's the spring. Like, right. so he can hit double-A pitchers. That's great. Like, I like Michael Taylor. I think he's going to be a good player. I don't think he's going to be a leadoff type player. I think he's going to be a guy with a good amount of power. He's going to steal bases. He's going to be able to drive in runs, but he's not going to be one of the top OBP guys on the right. team. Exactly. Anyway, before we start talking Nats, let's talk about t- today is Wednesday, April it is 13th. Wednesday. And on every Wednesday, Masson Blog, the Nationals Buzz, has a guest blogger. And you are Wednesday's guest blogger. I am Wednesday's guest blogger. I guess blog did. Today. Today. What was yeah. the title? Uh, Nats don't have a setup, man. Let's hope it stays that way. So you should definitely check it out and like it, add it to your Facebook. I'm doing that right now somehow. And there's you can even put it on your Google Plus page. <laughs> recommend it for Google Plus. Does anybody? Oh. I recommend not using Google Plus. <laughs> I recommend not using it either. I've never. Oh. I think I. I think I went on Google Plus once when it first came out, and I was like, I hate what it does to my Gmail thing, and I just like I got off of it. I'm going to write a comment and I do, so I can keep the chatter going. There's someone there already writing stuff. Keep the Nationals buzz. That's going. right. You got to create the buzz because like, they're they're playing a great game right now. But let's just talk about the season has started. Oh, before we're doing that, where am I going? What are you drinking? Ah, uh, well, thank you for asking. That's right. I am drinking a beer, Colm. So I am, am I. Drinking, you are drinking a beer? I know. It's unbelievable. Amazing. Especially with uh, not your father's root beer being out. It's almost the summer. You're not drinking oh. a Mike's Hard Lemonade. That's right. So I am drinking a DC Brow. Oh. Corruption IPA. I would like to have that. It is delicious, albeit this one was very overpriced. How much Not was it? the fault of DC Brow. Oh, the store. Uh, coal mine. I went to, I put this on Twitter. I went to a beer store near my house. Okay. And you got on six? On Friday. And I saw it had no prices on anything. So I was like, uh, <laughs> okay. So the first thing I saw was Sculpin IPA, which is like the yeah, best. Right. And I was like, well, normally this is like. 16 or 17 bucks a six pack. So I brought it up the front and she rings it up and she goes, uh, this is 22.50. And I was like, uh, I am not paying 22.50 for a six pack. Like 17 her for a six pack is painful. But I was like, I love this beer. I haven't seen it in a while. I'm going to get it. 22. No way. 
And so then I go and get the DC brow one, and I, it was like seven because I was like, DC brow is usually pretty cheap. Like it's brewed right around the corner. Like I don't know. I think it's like a relatively inexpensive six pack. Right. And it was it was like sixteen ninety. I would think like yeah, like wait sixteen ninety nine. Yeah, for the DC brow. And I just looked at her. I was like, fine. And I took it, and I'm like. This is like a twelve dollar six pack at the most. Like that's what it's normally charged. Right, right. And I, I'm never going to this beer store again. Yeah, that sounds ridiculous. Ever. You know where it is. Because like Dogfish Head is like usually twelve fifty for six. Yeah. This yeah. was seventeen dollars. <laughs> where it's, is it? It's like um on the north side of Nicholson Lane north in Rockville. Just west of three fifty five. So there's a little shopping center there with like yeah. a McDonald's and a uh, uh, 7-Eleven. Oh, we're uh, in Taipei, Tokyo shopping center. It's next to Taipei, Tokyo. <laughs> Wait, how? There used to be a bakery next to Taipei, Tokyo. Uh, maybe it's on the other side. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, it's like two down. I've yes. been there. That's yes. right, because I went and got bass ale once. And they said eighteen ninety nine. I was like, what? Uh-oh. Rendon just popped out, and he yeah. stopped running because there were guys in the way. I wonder if somebody's going to choke him. He stopped running. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that's something I want it. to talk about. Everybody seems fine with it. So anyway, Cole, I have another my thing big issue this. with this, my big issue with this whole yeah. beer thing, mm-hmm. before we get into baseball, yes, there's an amazing beer store called Gillies. I will, I will give Gillies the free advertising, yeah. the, you know, the free ad space here. Um, Gillies is next to uh, Urban Barbecue in Rockville. Okay, I know where that. Gillies is. is awesome. They have a great beer selection. Uh huh. It is like a three-minute drive from this place. They have more beers, and those beers would be about $5 cheaper for the six-pack. Wow. So how does this place do this? Do they just have people like me that go in, and they're like, well, I didn't realize it was expensive. I'm never coming back here again. Yeah, isn't the guy sitting behind, like, a hockey glass, too, and they have, like, IDs on the on the? They back? don't have the glass, but it looks like that style place. Like you- oh, 100. Well, you're looking at Bryce's bat, aren't you? <laughs> Oh, I want to see it so bad. Colm, I, I'm, I, I don't understand how this place is still in business. Yeah. That's, I, that's they also get people who just had a great meal at the sushi place, and I just go in there and go, God, I really want some beer. And then, yeah, I go I in, and then you. I get your gimmick of where I'm like, well, I guess I'm just going to get it. Or I have to take out a loan to right. get a six-pack. Yeah. So, Colm, you yes. said you were drinking beer. You are not drinking a malt beverage? Not or? at all. Not one. I actually... I, when I went to the store, I decided I was going to get two six packs. So I got, I thought I was getting Dogfish Head, sixty minute, which is my like go to, and then I got not your dad's root beer, of course, of course. <laughs> so all the root beers are gone, obviously. So now I'm drinking what I thought was sixty minute, but it's actually the India Pale Ale, which I am actually not a fan of at all. Wait, Dogfish Head makes an India Pale Ale that's yes. not sixty minute? Yes. 60 Minute is an IPA. So, <laughs> is it the 90 Minute? No, because it, it looks totally different. It's just, it like, I don't understand. Like, the packaging doesn't say 60 Minute on it anywhere. Colm, are you drinking a 
<laughs> it counterfeit dogfish head beer. Yeah, it just doesn't look like they're, unless they, this is some kind of special packaging. I don't understand. Oh, yeah, the 60 minute just says India Pale Ale. It does. Yeah, it doesn't. I don't know that I hate it. It must be because you don't I like it. it. You know what happened? What? You drank so much uh, hard root beer yeah. that your taste buds will only go for sweet alcohol now. Yeah, it's weird. You're basically turned into a sorority girl. Oh. <sighs> You will no longer drink. You can't drink any alcohol that has any taste other than sweetness. Yeah, it's so it's terrible. Just gonna be I had the ginger ale. I had the new orange gimmick. I had it's it just going to be hard, hard malt beverages oh. and Coors Light from you for you from now on. Oh. You want me to get you some Boone's? Like I used to love this beer. You don't. This is my go-to. And now I'm drinking it like like powering it down. Call my bad news for you. <laughs> what? They don't sell Mad Dog 4040s at the park. You'll have to get. <laughs> oh, you'll have to get a swirly margarita. Oh, it's a sad day. Your taste buds have been ruined by this. I'm gonna. I think we need to write a letter of complaint. I to, think to, you should. They've totally to fooled me. Hard root beer, whatever. Not your father's root beer. Not your father's root beer is ridiculously good, and it is a higher alcohol percentage. Well, well that's actually all- not. Actually that's, the same. that's all that matters. I'll take your 60 minutes, by the way. I'll take your 60 minutes. No, no. I'll, it'll come back. Maybe it's just warm. Okay. All right, so let's talk about what else is warm, and that is the Nationals right now. One more piece of advice, Coleman. If you drink two or three of those, I guarantee you by the third one you'll like it tonight. All right, that's a great idea. <laughs> I have four. <laughs> well, you'll, if you finish them, you will like the last one. I can almost I can Well, I'm, I'm trying to stay away for Kobe's last game. Oh, Kobe. Yeah. I hear he's he's retiring. It's Mamba Day. Hashtag. Mamba Day. <laughs> Hashtag. All right. Anyway, let's talk about that Nats. But before we do, the Nets, yeah. there's something I've noticed on TV, and I want to talk to you about it because I don't think we've ever brought it up on the show. That's a new rule that I don't know if it's just the Nats new rule or it's Major League Baseballs. They have to have the commercial with Lieutenant Sulu in it with for Taco Bell after <laughs> I, every half inning. Is I've thought about that, but no, the net that they have. Is now oh, yes, all the is. way to the end of the dugout. So, that like, is indeed a new rule throughout all of major leagues. Throughout all of major league baseball, it is they, awful. <laughs> well, it's. I mean, it's really a safety thing, and I think they had a couple of incidents over. Did the someone last get sued years. and they lost? Is that what happened? No, I think people got hurt, and people got hurt a couple of times over the last couple of seasons. Like. Literally, like, somebody got hurt last year pretty badly. Somebody got hurt the year before. If you had those seats, would you not be like, I want all my money back and I'm switching seats? No, because I've sat right behind home plate before. Right. And you're behind the net. Yeah. And the view is amazing. The net doesn't, I mean. It doesn't bother you at all. All right, what about now they can't do the whole gimmick where they stand on the dugout and, like, you know, dance for the audience. They're going to be behind the net. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure... uh, I hate it. I really hate it. Well, oh, here's the other thing I hate. Look at the – are you watching right now? The, it's uh, so high that the camera's positioned. Sometimes they're going to get the net when they do their close-ups on first base in the pitcher. And I don't remember that ever happening before. Yeah, I mean, I guess so, but – Like right there, that, you can see the net. I, I guess, you know – I don't think it really gets in the way of of the TV, but I mean, I could I could see your issue, but right. I, I think they'll figure this. Some of that stuff may just be sort of the the beginning of the season. Them trying to figure out how to position everything. Wow. They may end up moving the cameras. Well, good. Now I don't have to look it up because I was wondering if it was throughout major leagues. Cause it is, and noticeable. some some stadiums actually didn't have to change because they had netting far enough. Some wow. had to add twenty feet. Some had to add forty feet. 
Um, but you know, more people are going to survive baseball games, Coleman. What if we? What about switching to glass or plexiglass, like hockey? Nah, I think it's no. like. I don't know. The thing about glass is you feel, I think there's a sense of separation. And the netting, like, I, I, can I see that. feel like you're, you're closer to the action. Yeah. Closer to the action, exactly. Yeah. All right, let's go to the Nats. Enough of me. Um, so we've started. So I would like overall feel of how you feel we're playing. Well, um, I would like to play the Braves for... Like the re- remaining 150 games this year, yeah, because they are terrible, <laughs> really bad. And the Nats, look at Pavelbon, how powerful he is. The Nats are going to play 41 games against the Phillies and the Braves. Wow, it's not even fair. If they go 30 and 10 in those games, mm-hmm. then they'll only have to go 60 and 62 in the rest of their games to get 90 wins. Wow. Now, <laughs> I tweet. I tweeted that earlier today, and somebody said to me, "You're giving the Phillies a lot of credit because their basic assumption was that the Braves were going to go 0 and 20 against the Nets." I don't think the Braves will actually go 0 and 20. No, the they're going to get hot, you know, but, and win a series or two. But the Braves and the Phillies are definitely terrible. Yes, agreed. I agree with you. The, but I think they have core. They have core enough to like build. They have. They are rebuilding, and yeah. they are rebuilding correctly. I think. Now, I don't. I don't know the individual players to say they're rebuilding with the right people. Right. But they're rebuilding the right way. Right. By getting rid of their old worthless player, or even worthwhile players, are getting rid of wow. decent players in exchange for young players. They've basically given up on the season, not tanking per se, just going. We know that we're not going to be good, so let's bring in the next class of guys. Right. And if my team was going to be – like if the Nats were a team that was projected for like 80 wins at best and more likely in the 70s, mm-hmm. I'd be like get rid of everybody. Right. And and bring in Just new guys. Just keep the core people. That yeah, I mean maybe if you can keep Harper forever, fine. Right. Work on that, but like – if the rest of the team was such garbage that this team looked legitimately like a 75-win team, mm-hmm. I don't want to be a 75-win team. And I don't think being a 70-win team or a 65-win team is any more painful. So give me 65 wins and go out and trade everybody away. Right. So I, I agree with what they're doing. Yeah, but, no, I think they'll be good. But, yeah, right now it's But for great. the Nats, it's a blast. It's <laughs> yeah. great because we get to play them. Their pitching and, staff is just amazing. And the Marlins can hit, but I am not a believer in the Marlins. No. Still. Um, we'll see what happens in a few months. Maybe I'm wrong, but the Marlins have a decent amount of talent, and I think they'll be in it for a little while. But by the end of the season, the Marlins will not be an 80-win team or not be an 82. You know, they're not going to be a 500-win team. Right. And so the Nats if are going to If they can stay healthy, they will be. But I don't think they are. I'm I'm less convinced of that. Like, the Nets had some trouble with it. Like, Tom Kohler pitched well against them. But Tom Kohler's Kohler's not a great starter. And he's basically, like, their number three. Yeah. Like, they have Wei-Yin Chen, who is a good pitcher. He's a good pitcher. He's a decent number two in this division against, like, DeGrom and Strasburg. He doesn't look like a good number two. But those guys are number ones in a number two role. Like, Wei-Yin Chen's, like, a decent number two. And they have Jose Fernandez. But other than that, I, I, I don't know. 
I don't know. So if if the Marlins do end up being a not so good team and the Nats, you know, the Nats play them twenty times and let's say they go like twelve and eight against them or thirteen and seven, and then they go like thirty five and five or maybe that's unrealistic, but thirty and ten against the Phillies and the Braves, like suddenly you look and you're like they don't have to do that well the rest of the season. It's so true. Mathematically, it works really well right now. Yeah, I mean, they could basically, basically they could, I mean, forgetting about the Marlins, they could be a 500 team against everybody except the Phillies and, and the Braves and probably get to like 85 wins pretty easily. Right. And if they do any better than that, I don't know. Could be fun. It could be really fun. Now, the Mets are in the same position, so what that doesn't guarantee is you're not going neck and neck with the Mets all year. True. The Mets haven't looked great so far, but no. But what's his name look good? Syndergaard. It's because Syndergaard is good. He is so good. I fear that man. Yeah. Well, could you imagine batting against him? He. Oh, but I have to say, I have a love affair with Gio right now. Gio looked good. Huh? Oh. So Gio is one of the uh, one of the guys that I know for a fact Mike Maddox did something different with. Yes. They actually said in spring training, one of the probably one of the Washington Post writers, I think, wrote that Maddox changed his approach. I think he was turning his head away when he threw or something. And so he changed his delivery to have his head facing uh, the batter the whole time. And so obviously he comes out and he's stellar in his first performance. So you immediately go, well, it must be because of that. Who knows? But, you know, if a couple months from now, Gio's still amazing. You predicted it. You said. I did. That was your big prediction, I think, in terms of players. That's the one I remember that you said you think Gio's going to have a a better year than everybody else predicted. (laughs) I'm saying monster now. You're saying monster. You're switching to monster. He just looks so calm now and, like, relaxed. Before you saw him, he was, like, getting, like, mad. You're right. No, actually, I think um, I was watching Tuesday night's game, and um, that's when he pitched. And in the post game, they were talking about the fact that, uh, you know, Uncle Ray and Johnny were talking about the fact that he used to really march around the mound like an angry yeah, man. Yeah, all like, the time. Scherzer does that. Yeah, sure. Um, but they said that he was doing that all the time in the past, and, and yesterday's game, he really didn't do that. So. No, he was so relaxed. I love it. So he's my love affair on the pitching staff. Do you have one? Um, you know, I'm, I'm one of those starters. Well, yeah. Okay. So I'm one of those people that I'm like, I love all the players that everybody loves. Like I, I love watching Strasburg. Strasburg is such a joy to watch pitch when he's on. Like there are times where it's painful to watch him pitch because you know how good he can be and he's not hitting his spots. But when Strasburg is, is Strasburg, it's, it's just a joy to watch him pitch. He's that good. Yeah. But that being said, like, we just watched Roark throw, oh like, seven innings of, of four-hit ball. baseball. That, yeah, that like, one inning where it was bases loaded because he was walking guys. And then yeah, I mean, he let, he, he let a, 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 basically a runner on, a, a batter on a, an inning. So it wasn't like he was right. perfect, perfect. But, like, when I see that, that's what gets me really excited because I look at that and I'm like, okay, we know Scherzer's going to be good. We think Gio and Ross are going to be good. We know Strasburg going to be good. So if Roark is good too, oh my God, you know yeah. that's like that's kind of what gets me excited. Oh. 
but I wouldn't say he's my favorite pitcher on the team. I don't know. I haven't watched Joe Ross enough, but he was part of late in that one game. Well, he's like 23, so I kind of want to be excited about him, and he strikes out guys. And yep. So, yeah, but if I could pick any one guy to go see, it's probably Strasburg for me this year. Yeah. You mean to go see live? Yeah, exactly. I would I would do Gio. I mean, really you love your boy Gio. Well, he's him. he's the longest tenured Nat on the That's on the crazy. starting staff, right? I mean, he joined. Well, actually, he came in twelve. When did Strasburg, Strasburg actually made his just... debut in ten? So I guess you you were telling me that was six years ago. We went to that game. That was the greatest game I've ever. Seven been years in my ago. Life. Seven years. I'll never forget the chance. And he was just like. The perfect game you could ever debut as. Ever. It was so good because, you know what? Uh, the thing that I remember about that game is he gave up a home run, and he looked like, okay. And, you know, he was throwing 97, so you're like, oh, my God, this guy, when he figures it all out, right. he's going to be really good. And then I think it might have been, like, a tie game. He wasn't even in line to get the win, not that the W really matters. Yeah. But, like, you're like, eh, he pitched a pretty good game, three earned runs. And then he just strikes out the last six batters right. he faces. Yeah, but do you hear the story about that? How the the miles per hour was all gimmick? No. Remember they how were... it was like he hit like a hundred, then a hundred and one, and the crowd was just going nuts. And, and it was just racing. like it was, it was like ninety like, something. Was it just Clint like <laughs> messing with the numbers or whatever the yeah. name of that? What did you used to call him? National Seacrest. It's National Seacrest. Yeah. Yeah. The, the old National Seacrest is now the Madison uh, on the field guy. Dan Colco. Colco used to be Masson Seacrest. He used to be, or, or no, Nat- in the stadium. Remember, he would go around interviewing people at the stadium last year. Oh, yeah. Well, that was. He's moved on. But who now is the guy? Gonna, I don't know what they do now. We'll have to see when we go. Yeah. What I don't know is, is um, you know, Colco used to do, like, he wasn't the stadium guy. He was like the fill-in for everything. He was like kind Is of that like, what he was. He worked on Masson. He worked on like Nats Extra. He he's did like a little bit of everything. And now he's the field reporter. The, the I, but the whoever the guy was before that, like the original. Yeah, the original secrets. I heard he moved to L.A. and tried Clint. acting. Clint. Nationals Clint. Nationals. He was the guy that would be like. <laughs> Hold up the card A, B, or C if you think the leading home run hitter in the Nationals history is. Oh. That would that would be his job. I wish we could get Termel Sledge on the on the show. The Nats the first the first home run in Nats Park history. Termel. So Colm, you were yes. asking me about uh, pitchers. Yes. What about um, what about relievers? Oh. Is there a reliever that you're Colm? Colm gets, for those of you that don't know, Colm gets very excited about individual players. Yes. And he has love affairs in his mind with individual players. Individual and he loves players. the whole team, but there's certain people that get you really fired up. Oh, I go crazy when I see them performing on the field. So, you want me to go first? You want me to tell you who mine are? Sure. I I am really liking Blake Trinan. Oh. And it's against my better judgment because of what he was like last year. Um, but he... I think I said this. Maybe I said it on Twitter. He's what you would make, like, physically what you would make a closer out of. Yes, 100% agree. He throws, like, in the high 90s, 90s. like, 96, 97. He has a devastating slider. And And he's redheaded. And if he can make his changeup work, which, I mean, they have Mike Maddox. He's got to be able to make it work, right? Oh. 
he's just he's, how good a hire was Mike Max? Oh and the God. other thing that I love about Trinan is, um, you know, we'll put this. Song, I I gave Trinan a theme song in my mind. What? It's called Dimed Out. Yeah, and it's like uh, about turning it up to ten. Like you know, if you're you know the knobs yeah. on an amplifier, it goes to eleven. Goes to what, more than reality, they go to ten. Right, and so like when you turn it up to ten, it's like all the way. Like right. so, like Trinan's basically said like he's going to be super super aggressive this year. Right, and like he's going to attack hitters, and like last year he was trying to nibble around the edges, and and like Maddox has just taught him to go after hitters, and like you know make them beat him kind of thing. So I've decided this year and nobody else can, I don't care if anybody else agrees with me or, or follows along, but I've decided Blake Trinan's theme song is dimed out. You know, we'll make that, that. we'll make that song be the intro. So perfect. You've already listened to dimed out. (laughs) You've already listened to it. Cause you listened to the intro today. Um, and I just, I just love watching Trinan pitch right now in the three or four games. I agree. I love it. He just looks dominant and he looks fearless. Yeah. And to see, I mean, think about the Nats pitchers, the relievers last year. There was like two months where the word fearless is not the word you would use. Yes, true. Um, and they just look, I don't know, I, I'm excited about, about what Trinan could be. I'm still a little tentative because he could always turn back into Blake Trinan of last year. Mm-hmm. But he was really good the year before, too. So He was. He really did. Trust in Mike Maddox. Oh, I love All right, him. who's your guy? Who do you get? All right, well, I'll give two as well then. For my small love is Mr. Sean Kelly. Small, small love. Sean Kelly. I love Sean Kelly. So he came. He well, tell me your other one first, and then I'll of play. course, Mr. Lefty, veteran Oliver oh. Perez. I thought you were going to say Felipe Rivera. No. no. Felipe Rivera is awesome because yes. he he has closer written all over him too, but. Oliver Perez. Um, so the interesting thing that, and and I like this about Dusty. Both Kelly and Oliver Perez had bad outings, bad appearances already. Right. Neither of them gave up an earned run, but they both. I think they might have each given up an inherited runner. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe Perez just walked a guy. The only left. He Perez came out and like walked a guy on four pitches, and then anyway had a bad inning. The next night they pitched. Right. Dusty brought him back out the next night. And I like that. I mean. I love it. Showing trust in your team. And Kelly, uh, Kelly was fun to watch on Tuesday night. Right. Because his slider, like they know it's coming and there's nothing they can do about it. (laughs) If he can throw the slider near the strike zone, I think it is like one of the dirtiest sliders I have ever seen. Wow. I looked it up on Brooks Baseball, which if you've never gone to brooksbaseball.net, it's a really good site that uses, like, pitch effects. Right. But they they keep track of a lot of different, um, you know, pitch results and pitch stuff. And he gets, like, 25% swings and misses on his slider. He doesn't get a lot on his fastball. It's, like, more like in the 6 or 7% range. Mm -hmm. But, like, 25% whiff rates on his slider. So. It is a nasty, nasty slider. It his, is. His fastball velocity is actually a little down, which worries me a little bit. But it's also like. Oh, right April, in your article, you talk about that. Well, it's April 13th. So, look, it's this high. could be noise in a long series of season outings where he averages 92, like he's done every year. Or he could be averaging 90. 
which maybe doesn't matter that much, but um, I would like to see him get it up a little bit in velocity. So we'll see. We'll see. A lot of guys start out the season a little bit down in velocity, and by even just by the end of April, it's back to normal. Um, so we'll see. But, right. I mean, he, he looked really good the last couple of hours. He did. Uh, as long as they f- keep facing the Braves, I have a feeling all their pitchers are going to keep looking really good. Do we get to play the Braves for the rest of the oh, season? I, Did I ask be. that already? Yeah, you keep talking about that. I yeah, I guess, I guess they have to play. They they do have a really, really favorable April. I think the whole schedule is really favorable. <laughs> well, yeah, because they play. But, um, like, they when play, do we play the Mets for the first time? Not Not for – not in April. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, so their their um their April schedule is like, you know it's it's Braves, it's Marlins, it's uh I think they play the Twins next, or at home they play the Twins. So yeah, it's a it's a favorable schedule for them. The Twins were a good team last year, but they are terrible right now. So let's move on to the offense. The offense has looked good. I mean Especially, like, when you think about we did the comparison before and we were like, you know, it's a decent-looking offense, but right. doesn't look any really any better or any worse than the Mets. You, they kind of look pretty similar, which is fine, except when you think about, like, the situation the Mets were in a year ago. True. You're like, this is a garbage-hitting team. Like, the Mets Cespedes really helps that lineup, too. Cespedes helps, like, um, right back. Yeah. Um they they just they just fixed some key areas, some big holes. Um and they basically caught up with the Nats. Now, if Zimmerman stays healthy and Worth does well, I think the Nats have a better offense, but I mean, so far in a week of play and it's it's a week, um the Mets haven't hit much at all and even when they win, they win by like a run. And the Nats haven't been putting up Cubs numbers or anything, but they're scoring. So, you know, I'm feeling a little bit better about the offense. I mean, I've always thought they were going to have a deep, decent offense, but I'm feeling pretty good about it at this point. Well, then can we talk about my love affair with Mr. Daniel Murphy? <laughs> Daniel Murphy, huh? Oh, he well, is I mean, like, it's, it's hard this to... is like my dream when we go out and get free agents that they come in and they do this. This is what I want every time. Well, you know, I, I mean, look, he's um, he's hitting bats. the ball really it's well. It's nothing. It's like he's hitting such the ball a really well. Comparison. And the Nats are sort of, I think, middle of the road in, in the league in scoring. But um, you just look and you're like, they seem to be a little bit better than they were, and they're clearly better than everybody in the division except for Miami and maybe the Mets. Right. And so that's good to see. Um, Murphy has certainly been a big part of that. Yeah. He's hitting like 600 right now or whatever uh, it is. 500 after tonight. Yeah. yeah. His um, on base is above 600 now. I'm excited about Ramos because Ramos oh, hit the ball well. 381 uh, on base. I mean, some of that is, is going what he went like four for four the other night. So that, that usually helps your average this early in the season. But in general, he seems to be hitting the ball well, which is, you know, we talked about this. He did get the LASIK. You never right. know. You never know, right? Maybe he's good. Uh, I think the other day I said that uh, maybe this is just, you know, there's 
if you believe in the theory that there's an infinite number of universes, one of those universes, David Murphy, or sorry, David Murphy, Daniel Murphy became the greatest player in the history of baseball last October. In one of those infinite number of universes, that somehow happened. Maybe that's the one we live in. Right. Maybe we live in the universe where... Have you been watching a lot of Flash? No. <laughs> the whole show's about that. Oh, really? About the different, you know, like, we're, there's 52 Earths, and all these people from Earth 2 keep coming to their Earth 1. Bastards from Earth 2. Yeah, I know. They're always... Uh, no, I have not watched The Flash, but uh, I will tell you, it's like a physics theory that there's, like, a multiverse and an infinite number of universes, and right. there's literally an infinite number than any scenario that you can imagine happen, happens. Wow. And so maybe we live in the universe where Daniel Murphy became the greatest hitter ever. Wow. On, like, October 3rd of last year. Was and he on the Nats, though, or was he, like, on, like, the Pittsburgh Pirates? No, I'm saying in the universe we live in. Oh, in our universe. Is the one weird universe oh, oh, where, like, yeah. everything seemed normal, and then there was a weird, you know, quantum physics shift, and Daniel Murphy just became the greatest oh. hitter ever right before the playoffs last year. Yeah, so he we really saw it in the did. playoffs or <laughs> seen it there. More likely, he's just a streaky guy that's hot right now. Oh, I mean, that's fine. If he gets hot against his former team, too, well, that's what it, I want. Yeah, and he's one of those guys. I don't know him that well. I didn't follow him that much on the Mets. But he seems like the classic kind of player that would be streaky. He doesn't strike out a lot, and he doesn't walk a lot. Right. And so he's always making contact. So. There are times when his swing is going to be bad and he's not squaring up the ball well, and there are times where his swing is going to be good and he's doing what he's doing now. Right. Um, but I think the fact is, you know, what he's doing now is kind of like, wow, we didn't, you know, he'd never really done that before except for last October. Well, he's he's hitting and he's playing a decent second base too. It's okay. How? Yeah, there was one double yeah. play turn that I think he – it was kind of like, man, if if we had a real second baseman or a good second baseman, that wouldn't have, that would have actually been turned. But right. uh, you know, I've watched him play enough already this year to go. He's not kicking the ball around the infield, but he's not good. Yeah, he's not like wow, that guy, like Espinosa about short right now. So. Yeah, exactly. So he's been unbelievable. On, I just want his bat to start. Like, yeah, I mean, Espinosa is hitting under 200, but the funny thing is, like, he's still walking, which makes me at least think right. he's seeing the ball well, and it's a matter of time to get a couple of hits to drop because it is 10 days. Um, like, I don't think Wilson Ramos is going to hit 375 for the rest of the year. Right. But you'd like to see a few more hits. I mean, I, there's a legitimate question of whether you start to play Stephen Drew a little bit more. And he did. He played after well, coming he played in last at, he night. At, he came yeah, in. He played at third in order and he to hit a home run tonight. He did. And, you know, uh, it's funny. I actually look at Stephen Drew and Espinosa and I'm like, they, maybe they're not that different. They're both kind of low average guys that take some walks, strike out probably too much, and um, have some power. And so maybe they're not maybe they're not that different. Now Drew's a lot older. Right. But uh I do wonder, I have to dig into that comparison a little bit more. Can you also tell me who Chris Heisey is? He's the twenty fifth man. He's <laughs> I don't get him. He's uh, yeah, I'm not really they, I don't get they it. just they needed a right handed bat and, to come off the bench, so he made it to this. Made it through spring training. So what? Den Decker only comes in when it's a lefty pitcher or a righty pitcher. A righty. Yeah, I mean they have two. Oh, they that's right. 
Well, they they didn't even want Den Decker, right? I mean, well, not they didn't want him. No, they he started on in the, the minors. He started in the minors until Revere uh, got hurt. So oh. they said Robinson is enough left. Yeah, what's going on with that injury? By the way, is this something we need to worry about? First uh, pitch not, gone. Not, in, not until they start losing, but um, yeah, obliques are bad. I mean, that's oh. sort of like the the foot injury in basketball. Oh, where they you just know, take forever coming back. It, yeah, so he's done. Um, he's probably out till March. He's he's not going to be back for a while. But hopefully, this new medical staff that they've got supposedly will um, will get him right and not bring him back early. Right. Not not uh, do something that's stupid. So, speaking of injuries, like so, Zimmerman got off. Got the day off today, Correct. and he got the day off Saturday, and he's been awesome. Yeah. I love when he gets time off. He's such a good hitter, man. It's like a pleasure when I see him at the I'm play. so happy. Yeah. he's he. You just forget how good he is when he's so healthy. So good. But he's he's gotten two days off. Now we're like seven days in, and he had, he had foot problems. So right. I understand why he's resting, but I was really surprised. To see Rendon get the night off tonight, be- right? Be- yeah, before Worth got a night off. Now oh. Worth ended up hitting a home run tonight, so maybe, maybe there was something about the matchup that that Baker liked that right. Dusty said, "Oh, I want Worth batting against this guy." But you know, if Zimmerman's going to get a day a week off, I, I would expect Worth to get a day a week off too. Now I know I know the foot injury that that the plantar fasciitis or whatever is a little more chronic, and they're probably a little bit more worried about Zimmerman. But like, age is kind of chronic too, you know. Right. Right. I think Worth should. I'm just a little concerned that Worth is not getting days off. I think and they make they, a point. Yeah, they faced three righties in a row, which means either Den Decker or Robinson could have started out in left field. Right. And Worth could have started on the bench. So I'm hoping, like, I'm looking every day going, is today the day that Worth gets off? Is today the day that Worth gets I off? I guarantee he does tomorrow now. After well, tomorrow off. is an off or a, an afternoon game before travel, I think. Oh, so they, like a two they, or three? I think it's a four o'clock game tomorrow. So they really got to give him uh, the day off against Tehran. Wow. Right now, the Orioles are losing, by the way. Finally, I think the Orioles lost already. As I thought, it, I thought it, they were seven and zero. I mean, I think they lost. I thought they lost tonight already, but maybe oh, they, is this a replay of the game already. No, won? you're right. You're right. It's still yeah. going on. Yeah. I, uh, I got my hopes up when I saw the score. Yeah, the Kobe so game isn't until ten thirty, so the chance of me actually making it, I don't know. Colm, don't you have like a six month old or a five month old? Five, not, almost five. You're not making it to the end of an LA, in LA. <laughs> game no the sleeping's starting to happen again now it's starting oh that's good yeah that's good i'm starting to get night that means like you're that. starting to sleep too yeah last night during the game because it was like zero zero forever i pass out and i wake up to like cheers after bryce hits the double and i'm like yeah <laughs> you know when i was when i was probably i want to say it must have been when i was living in new york because that's when i watched the most yankee games that was before the nats were or right, it was kind of like before and right the first season of the Nats. Mm-hmm. And there was just this feeling that 
as long as the pitcher held the opposing team to like two or three runs in the first six or seven innings, they were going to score enough to beat them. Yep. So they could be down 0-2. They could be down, you know, 2 nothing in the fifth or the sixth. And I'm like, not that worried. And I feel kind of that way right now with the Nats. Like, I, I don't know that they're going to score six or seven runs that often. I mean, they will. They'll put those games together. But I just look and I'm like, if they give up two or three runs, this team seems to have not only the ability to fight back, but like the um, and and the horses. But they also seem to have a little bit different of an attitude. And maybe it's in my head, but I felt like last year they kind of would get down on themselves. I agree with that. And I, I just think that they're they're not like that, and that's like a dusty thing, right? Right. That, well, the Cubs are also winning eight to one. They're in the fourth. They're, Theo Epstein is a genius. The Cubs. Um, let me see if I can find these numbers because I want to give them to you correctly. I'm stealing this. I heard this. Um, I, heard I this get up. alert. Is it really weird that not only do I get Nat alerts on my phone, but I also get Chris Bryant alerts? <laughs> I don't think there's anything wrong with getting Chris Bryant. Alerts. I get He's every, amazing. I get his line delivered to my phone every day. You should also get like uh, Carlos Correa alerts. I should get Carlos Correa alerts. Um, the Cubs have not scored the well. This is up to yesterday, I guess. Cubs have scored 47 runs, which is wow. third, third. Really? Who's one in the NL? So, let me get the whole whole of Major League Baseball. Uh, still, the Cubs at. 47 or a third. Uh, San Francisco's first and St. Louis is second with 48. Wow. Saint but listen to again. this. Listen to this, though. The Cubs have scored 47 runs. They've given up 17, 18. Wow. Runs. That's it. So their run differential has to be ridiculous. Their run differential is, I mean, it's again, it's a weekend, but their run differential is like. Bigger than their amount of runs wow. that they've actually allowed. They're playing the great Nats, baseball. though, are number one on the list of runs allowed with 17. And that, that remains tonight because they didn't allow a run. Yeah, they didn't. So the Nats lead the league in, in runs given up, wow. it, you know, least amount of runs given up. And they are not doing nearly as well in runs scored. They're they're Actually, I said middle of the pack, but they're more like towards – bottom third somewhere in that middle bottom area not all the way at the bottom not like the Mets so nice all right do we have oh everything just crashed on my computer except this uh <laughs> now are we still recording? yeah we're so good that's good only two programs crashed but not nothing important nothing <laughs> nothing important um yeah, I think that's. I mean, I say it's keep moving forward and. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm. I, they're I'm playing great. Optimistic. It's hard to get too excited. Because right. Twenty at bats. That's it. Yeah, you know, you don't look at Worth and, or or Espinosa and go, oh, they must suck, and you right. don't look, you don't look at Ramos and Murphy and go, oh, they're the greatest players right. ever. Um, but they. I, don't I look at it more I, pitching, though. Pitching makes me feel more secure. Yeah, the pitching staff yeah. look good. And it's like, yes, it's been a week. You can't put anything. Um, you can't sort of take too much stock in it. But, like, what else do you want from the first week? Right, right. Seven and one or whatever is. Yeah, winning games now makes it easier at the end. 
Exactly. Well, like I said before, every game you win now means you can basically go 500 and, exactly. and it'll be a 91 team. So, Oh, that's so great to hear. So, Colm, the next time we record. Oh, yeah, that's right. We're going to be at the park, aren't we? Oh, yes, that's correct. On a day where you picked where they were getting gifts. I, I didn't even realize Colm uh, and I are going to. Um, our kids are going to be so happy. Yeah. They're, it's one of those weird stuff. What I think sometimes they called? confuse the giveaways. Like, it's a stuffed animal. Uh, one of the racing cup thing. Yeah, it's one of the racing presidents. I think it's Teddy. Of course. They, but, by the like, way, too many presidents now. I saw it today. I was like, what is going on? They're like, Hoover? Yeah, Hoover's. Uh, oh. my, my computer's yelling at me because I'm going, I don't know if right. you could hear that. Going on the Nats website, and I get a commercial for macaroni and cheese. Um, so Hoover is a good enough president to choose because even though he was a terrible president, he was like a big baseball fan, and he went to a million senators games, and he played baseball in college. Fine. Yeah, like enough with the presidents. Yeah, so every year we're getting a new one now because didn't we get one the fat guy last year? Does Milwaukee introduce a different (laughs) smoked meat every year? So there's going to be an Obama one racing a Clinton someday. They like won't touch new. I think the late the youngest president they have is Hoover. They should do Obama next. That would be amazing. (laughs) They should have like the racing president should be like Sanders, Hillary, Trump, and uh, Cruz. Right, that would be good too. But no, like if they introduce new ones, then they need to take some away. Um, there's just too many out there. It's scary now. If You're I was a kid, with... I'd be like, "What is going on?" I don't like it. Yeah, I mean, it is for the kids. But uh... oh, so what I was saying is like the the giveaways are a oh, little yeah. confused in my opinion because like <laughs> it's a stuffed animal, but it's a suction cup stuffed animal to go on your car. Yeah, the outside. <laughs> Well, or maybe the inside window so people can see it, right? Oh. Uh, but, like, the point is, like, if you want to give something for somebody that's an adult, there will be some that go, ooh, a stuffed teddy. I like that. But right. most adults would be like, if I'm going to put something on my car window, what I would love would be, like, a, a curly W sign right. or, like, a Harper cutout or whatever. Right. Not a stuffed animal of the racing <laughs> of president. A creepy which, president. Which is for kids, really. Oh, so. God. Sidney Crosby. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see what he did. Did Sidney Crosby dunk on Kobe on his last day? No, I'm watching funny. the playoffs now. He just scored live. Colm, do you think the Caps are going to win it all? If they have to play the Penguins in the second round or the Rangers, it gets me scared. Yeah, I don't know enough about whether they're going to win, but I'll say yes. Yeah, I say I hope yes, but But I've never seen it, so I don't know what that feels like. I remember the year they made it to the finals. I did, too. And when it broke my heart. Fucked out of the finals. Detroit Red Wings. That's right. All right. Are we good? I think we're good, sir. I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to steal all our thunder for next next episode. Yeah, next episode live, live from, from the stadium. It I might have to be remember a, to bring it. It might be a shorter episode. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll probably talk about the feeling and the ambiance at the stadium. Talk about the Bud Light loft. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm going to go there early and I'm going to map out. Oh, uh, perfect. I'm going to map out for the beer map. So, like I said, two weeks we're going to the game. We'll record. I'll bring what I need to map it out. So hopefully by the end of that week, right. I'll have the new beer maps out. Wonderful. 
So you can always come to thenationalsview.com, check out all the posts there, interact with uh, the writing staff, <laughs> Charlie, not me. <laughs> um, then you can, you can reach, they can interact with you by tweeting at Culmination. And re- tweet at you at the Nationals Review. The Nationals right. Review, right? Yeah. No, just at Nationals. At it's Nationals all, it's Review, confusing. My, right. my Twitter handle is at Nationals Review. The website is The Nationals right. Review. It's okay. You'll it's figure fine. it out. You'll figure it out. If you're here already, you probably And every Wednesday, and I believe you can access all of your, um, by clicking on your name at Matson's blog for the Nats Buzz. Yeah, it's, it's www.massinsports.com slash oh, national oh. hyphen buzz, B-U-Z-Z. There you go. It's where they're all contained. I would probably just Google Nationals Buzz. you probably go immediately. That's true. You can put it in the Google. Yeah, the Google's pretty good at doing that. And if you do Nationals Buzz, it'll take you right there. And, so, and then you can interact with that article with other people there. Um, remember, on it, we also have a gear store. So if you want to get a shirt, uh, we have shirts available. I believe you can order it today and get it in like three to four days. So it's a great deal. And they're high-quality shirts. Excellent. All right. So we will see you again in a couple weeks. And go next. See you at the park, Paul. See you at the park. Oh, listen to Blake Tom.